Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Friends, welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode number 94. It's pretty awesome. And um, in your ears is Brad and RJ. Hi, RJ. Hey, Brad. How are you? So I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Real good. RJ's, uh, you know, we should start the show off with the fact that RJ has twins coming. And, and by coming, I mean like maybe during this podcast. Yeah, hopefully not because I'm drinking this delicious beer that's very strong that Brian Suffering Juke gave me, um, which is really awesome. Um, but I hope they don't come in during this podcast. <laughs> that's right. 
Well, if they do, we'll let everybody know. So congrats, man, early. I hope everything goes well. And also, if you, if, um, you haven't been listening, Tom Marshall and his podcast, Under the Scales, which he uh, nicely uh, calls us the sister podcast, too. We're obviously the um, the other sister, and it's a it's a wonderful podcast. He's doing great things. You guys need to listen to it if you haven't. Absolutely, it's good stuff, and it's um it's it's really worthwhile. Um, I think Tom's doing a great job, and we're um yeah we're, we're really happy for him, and we're super excited to to stay engaged with it. You've helped him out, and I know you guys have um created a, a friendship, and that's um uh, it makes me really happy. So it's all it's good stuff. He's a good dude with a lot of really. Yeah great perspectives and good stories and um he's just a very very good person and i like i really like good people episode 94 is going to be about you know kind of the month of december we had we've had discussions about uh just the fact that as soon as december came around i guess rj you were really excited about the month and then we started talking more about it and maybe this is the greatest month in the history of fish out of the 12 and then we started looking further into it um and we've decided on a show that we'll play one set from, but we kind of just want to talk about the month of December. We'll focus on December 97 because 97 is, I think, our favorite year uh, of fish generally, especially winter 97 or fall 97. And um, uh, we'll talk about others, but it's it's an exciting time of the year. My kids' birthdays are coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, though, because like as fish fans, we all have our – like. You know, um, I mean, not all of us, but those of us who are like weird have our like when it's like June 22nd, we're like, oh, yeah, got to listen to the Columbus 94 show or like. Yeah, April, the island tour. Yeah, like those dates come up and you're like the the anniversary means something. And I, I realized this year, like you were saying, like every day from December 1st on, I was like, yes, December 2nd, December 3rd, you know, through today, um, we're recording on the 13th and this is when the fall 97 tour ended in in albany with that insane show which we should touch on but it's interesting i guess it has had a bigger impact on me and on us than probably other years you know yeah i I think so it's um not only is the fish music great i think from the year but i live in the desert now and thinking back to december you know november's cold in the midwest um in the east uh, and it's starting to get gray, but like come December and January, that's like, you know, when the weather's there and it's, it's kind of gross outside. Uh, but we had these indoor shows to look forward to where it was nice and sweaty and warm in there, you know what I mean? And the lights and, uh, going to new places or new arenas or, or new, um, you know, centers or civic centers or whatever that you've never been to. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit nostalgic too, I guess. Yeah, and I think um, we like, or a lot of people talk a lot of shit about the Midwest, some of which is deserved, but fall in the Midwest is just, is is perfect, you know, and you get into, like for us, of course, Ohio State football season, and um, and then it, it used to be like football season and fish fall tour season, and that's a pretty amazing combo to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, it all come. Yeah, and you, you, we'd have something to do, that's for sure. And we were in, um, we were freshmen in college this time, which probably is part of why it was so awesome, because it was the first time that we ever could do whatever we wanted, and we spent a decent amount of that month just going to fish shows. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of what we wanted to um, in the fall of 97. Uh, RJ and I shared a dorm room with our good friend Brian, uh, not suffering juke, um, and... Um, 
we had a great time. We were all from the same hometown and we got put in a triple, which was a big deal back then. And, um, we, Brian had a car. I didn't have a car down there. You didn't either. Um, but we definitely bummed rides or, or took Brian's car whenever yeah. we could. Yeah. Um, also these December shows, you know, like the semester, the trimester ended early ish December and I would like delay my return home, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, dad, like my last exam is the ninth or whatever, but I'll be home the 14th. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, just, you know, yeah. clearing things up Hanging and out. whatever. Yeah, I remember the, um, I probably said this on this podcast before, but the Dayton show, um, the 7th, I remember I had a final, I think we were in the same class, Jim Harf's class, um, and I think the final was the day after uh, the Monday, December 8th, and I remember... Yeah, driving back from Dayton in the middle of the night to make an 8 a.m. final, mm-hmm. um, and then and then went to Penn State the next day. And yeah, the Penn State miss crazy. by me was like it's like one of my major regrets, only because the snow and the you know the travel. Yeah, it's a it's a rival school in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going to Happy Valley, it's the middle of Pen- Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful part of the, the country. Yeah, it's crazy. It's way out there. And um, well, let's we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, cause, uh, well, I mean, should we just tell you now that that's the show we're going to play, or should we wait to say that till later? I guess we kind of let the cat out of the bag, huh? <laughs> so we're going to talk <laughs> more about that show in a couple of minutes. Um, one thing I want to just mention is like, you know, politics is on everyone's minds these days, especially the last month. And it's um, it's interesting to think like back on this time in 97, we have a lot of listeners, obviously, who are olds like us, but we also have a lot of youngs also who were, were younger during this time. And awesome. like 97, so Clinton gets reelected in 96. We got no war. It's like peacetime. It's before Lewinsky. It's before there were some bombings in 98, like of American embassies and stuff and the the economy was strong there were no wars clinton was working with a republican congress to get like state state children's health insurance program passed they balanced the budget in 97 i mean this was like after the 94 thing which was like the shake up when new gingrich con- contract with america stuff and they took took back over congress etc i mean <laughs> sorry but this is crazy man there's it's peace no, time no. it's peace time yeah so the economy is good. It's all good, you know? Yeah, and, and what I would say, and maybe this is part of my nostalgia, is that I think Clinton, to me, has always been, you know, the best president I've ever lived through, and I, I haven't lived through a bunch. I think you're hitting on it, man. Like, that was great. We were we were formative at that point or whatever, like becoming uh, who we are, if, if that's the way you say that. Um, but it was it was a wonderful time. Um, and fish made it more wonderful, I guess. Right. Like you mentioned in the notes that the, the fall tour was, well, the, the, the famous t-shirt, which was, that was an official t-shirt, right? Which we, I think we each had versions of it, which said, Mm -hmm. which was fish destroys America. And that's, I think it It wasn't Bruce Lee, but it was like a Kung Fu dude. Yeah. I think we all like, we all, I don't know all of us, but all of us who were, who went to those shows agreed that that was like. I don't know if I appreciated it at the time as much as I appreciate it now, which is kind of true of everything in life, right? But like, it was definitely we knew that it was it was silly to miss a show if you if you had a choice, right? You know, looking like you said, looking back, you'd be there, right? Um, uh, but at the time, eighteen years old, 
um, you know, doing other things or thinking about other things, there's no question if I knew what I know now, I would, uh, you know, I'd go to this whole month, but <laughs> right. you can't do it. You can't look at it like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny that they've got, they had such an apt, uh, appropriate title to the tour, I guess. Uh, this is what people look back to. The, these, these five or six songs, four songs, second sets, first sets with some busts out, bust outs. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of what we, we hope for now or, or, uh, we look to and compare to. I guess my argument would be like these, December, you know, they played the the holiday run, which we aren't really counting. So we're kind of talking about these nine shows between December second and December thirteenth. You could hold that nine show run up and up to any other nine show run in fish history, and other people should should weigh in on what they think stacks up to it. I mean, I'm sure there are others from summer tours earlier ninety four, ninety five, or fall of either of those years, maybe. And maybe some 3.0 stuff. Maybe summer 13 was was pretty awesome. Um, fall 13 was great, but like every single show was just incredible. In in between those dates of you know December 2nd, December 13th. That that's not to say that what the fall tour before that wasn't also great. So we're sort of sort of a false um, construct. But I think for the purposes of the podcast, it's what what's great is we get to like you know entertain ourselves and make false constructs so here we are so <laughs> <laughs> so because we have the microphones um exactly. so i would also say that um november of 2000 of, of 1997 yeah. was also amazing it started with like the first ever farmhouse on what well, conan i think uh it wasn't letterman i think it was conan mm-hmm. um and on the outro mike played a little fish or a little mike's intro um riff and like mm-hmm. I guess the crowd was going crazy. You and I watched it. I think we even like VHS recorded it yeah, on our VCRs. Thanks, guys. Finish, everybody. Take it away, guys. The next show on November 13th, I believe, is when Black Eye Katie was debuted, which, you know, yeah. f- forget about it. Like, that's the beginning of, of some great, great music. Um, and obviously, there's the 11, uh, 1117 from McNichols. People forget that there's 1116 from McNichols. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, they played that Vegas, that, the Vegas show, I think, was the 1113 show. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, November can't be dismissed, yeah. but... You they could, they you, hit their stride. They hit their stride in December. Yeah, you um, could even maybe put nine shows from the November month up against the December month. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. The, the, so let's put 18 shows up against any other. How's yeah, that sound? Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> well, we had, because there's those two Hampton shows, obviously, picking up from where you left off from Denver, which I think is probably the one of the best first sets ever. I know we've talked about that before. The 1117 show, Tweezer, Reba, Train Song, Ghost, Fire. That's it. And they were just... That's it. I mean the the I can't even I can't even do it. Um, it's just it's just incredible. Um, I went to the show after that, which was at Champagne with our friend Chris um, in the in the Assembly Hall, which was yeah another. I mean that just it was just a mind blowing tour. You know, every show that we saw and every show that we listened to was just outrageous. Um, that second set of eleven nineteen ninety seven was four songs. Opened with two thousand one. And I think, hold on, yeah, Fish.net has three of the four songs on, like, the listen, you know, the recommended. <laughs> right. So 
and they they all have notes, even taste, which is the closer. And it was just a it was just wild, man. Um, and it was so fun to go to these shows. And um, I went to that only that one in November, but then they go to Hampton and to Winston Salem and Hartford and three shows in Worcester, and then so picking up in the December theme, they play two shows in Philly, which we. I think we, you and I, and Jonathan, who who couldn't be here tonight because he's brewing beer like a true American, um, we <laughs> making we, it great again. We went back and listened to all of these shows, all nine of them, or or at least significant parts. And the even just from December second, from Philly with the the mics, that's like twenty something minutes, and a really nice, simple, and cool Yamar, which you love, and I mean. And that's Jonathan's the the set one open of the Buried Alive, and he says, you know, don't miss don't miss those shows. And then the encore, it, ginseng into sample, which is another Jonathan staple. So that's yeah. a yeah, I agree, man. Like pretty interesting. Uh, and they even trace flyers, right? Um, they did the Star Spangled Banner on the first. Right, right, yeah, the Flyers game, yeah, and that's. I mean, part of this, like this fall '97 lore, I guess, for people who who weren't there, who didn't see a lot of shows. I mean, it's it's all true, you know. Um, I'd put it up against anything, and it's interesting to think about 3.0 because you and I both love more recent fish, obviously, um, as as does Jonathan, and I think a lot of other people. But this is the the tour that I would just put up against anything. I think summer '97 is good too, but I wouldn't. I don't think it's anywhere as interesting or. Um, notable as as the fall it just seems like every show they just there's no rhyme or reason there was no like warm-up sets there's no warm-up anything they just come out and like open up with ghost like they did in cleveland which we were at on 12 5 and it was like a 20 minute ghost and just it was amazing you know yeah Um, every show was like never forget that like the the set opener of ghost but this is before 3.0 when they kind of do it semi-regularly now but like this you know back then just the open and it's a relatively new song at that point and geez it was great place was going crazy get to the fifth which we were at which is great um the sixth and seventh these are both live fish releases i mean that you can't even we could do yeah. entire we could talk for three hours about these shows but the palace show was just it was i mean it was just insane i don't know it's still like after however many years almost 20 years still in my mind yeah. it's one of the most like amazing concert experiences ever um yep doesn't hurt that like the sound quality of the show we listen to now is pristine you know same with same with dayton but i don't know man that the, the listen i think and, that, i mean it's I just they fucked everything up with that rocky top encore yeah you i know, know. Like, i almost didn't go yeah. that's 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 why that's why a lot of people didn't go to dayton you know they're like fuck <laughs> this fuck this shit <laughs> there's just so much fun in there like the playing the antelope second second slot on um the first set of the palace show and it was just 
mean, they used to play good shows at the Palace, and then they just kind of stopped, right? 99 was the last time, maybe? Yeah, so um, four shows I think I've seen at the Palace. 95, 96, 97, and 99. Um, oh, nice. I didn't see the 99 one. That's, that's, that's yeah. like, you like basically saw all of them. I think so. Is that all um, of them? That's amazing. The you first set of ninety-seven medal for that. That's all. To, that's every time they played there. That's like a. Oh, you should get a certificate. Right. And, and um, it's a it's a it's a weird place. It's a big place. Um, but it's obviously a lot of fun. Uh, the, I want to talk the first set of the of the twelve-six show of ninety-seven. Obviously, everybody knows it. But you know, there's an antelope. There's a gin. There's a foam. Um, fee and a maze. Like man, man, oh man, what what an awesome. Um, what are we? Four shows into the into the the month of December, and it just <laughs> they're having fun. You can tell they're they're hitting it, man. They're they're hitting it, and um, here comes Sunday, right? Never miss a Sunday show. Yeah. How and it's, I, I mean, I, you know, Auburn Hills is a good jaunt north of Detroit, yeah, and and Dayton is probably. I don't know, three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, not not a huge, not a huge uh, trip, but it's still a pretty good trip, especially for a Sunday show. Um, and it wasn't full there. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I remember it being like a, a, it was a little bit of like a risk to go, but it was just we just had to go and, um, yeah, driving from Toledo. I think I guess that Sunday morning, four hours or so, and I remember I'll never forget the like balloons and just the. It was, it's a smaller place, but I mean, it was just a, I don't know, the energy was just there and the psycho killer out of ACDC bag to open the first set was just like, I mean, the the place was, the whole place and the band was just totally on fire, you know, and that was awesome. And the set, the second set of that show is not as good as the first set, I think. And that's like, you know, kind of amazing, but to think about except for the book john was yeah. it like a thousand shows in between or something? yeah shit? they busted it out and there was a there's a good um i mean the timber and the wolfman's and the yeah actually it was a pretty good second set but the, <laughs> except for that and the, the, and the guy in the possum the theme and the tube and then like you know i still like i can't even i was talking to rachel last night who obviously has heard this a hundred times and i was like listen right after the end tube and then and then fishman goes should we start that jam again and then they're all yeah, like let's start so that good. jam again so that jam yeah. again and they and into the slave and the slave is beautiful and um mm-hmm. I, it, and trey trey is driving the train at this point which is interesting oh, yeah. you know in a lot of ways but the, like the slave is just trey like just driving it
But I guess a lot of Fall 97 Trey was driving, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe 99 where, when he was letting other people drive. Maybe 98, you know, but there wasn't... It's interesting to note there really wasn't a, a December 98 except for the holiday run, and we're kind of excluding those holiday runs because uh, they're a little uh, enclave on them uh, unto themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then, I mean, again, we could talk about all these shows forever, but the next night after um, Dayton was Penn State, which we're going to talk, we should go back to at the end of this little discussion, um, but Rochester and then two shows in Albany, which are both completely insane in terms of the the jams and the i mean mm-hmm. i don't know the rochester dr- drowned is incredible um and the followed by the first ever roses first ever roses and in this like crazy ghost down with disease reprise there was a down with disease in the first set i mean the the you can't like i don't know i don't think we can do it justice but if right. I, if I'm sure everyone listening has listened to all these shows before, but if you haven't, it's it's time to, or if you haven't listened to them in a while, it's time to go back. Um, and you know, the two shows in Albany are just outrageous, and and with the bring the dude like stuff and Mike's song, which I listened to today because it's the 13th, <laughs> and that's what you have to do. But right, um, right. what did, what did you think of those Albany shows going back? It's like old hat or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like an old T-shirt. If it, it's so good mm-hmm, to listen mm-hmm. to. That saw it again was so good in the second. I think it opened the second set, and then as a tweezer in the first set of the first night there. I don't know much about Albany, but you know it's a smaller town, but it's close to the biggest biggest city and all those things, and it just seems like a great place to go see a December show indoors. And um, these two shows kind of stick out, and they always have. And it, you know. I think your J cards were blue for 97. Is that right? Yeah. Like electric blue. Yeah. Like electric Perfect. blue. And, um, I just remember always us pulling those like electric blue shows out of, you know, of the, yeah. of the racks. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's awesome stuff. Yeah, totally. And that's before we started getting CDs, which was a whole different thing. And that, that's what changed, changed everything really. Um, What's your what? What's the one thing, Brad, of the entire like December first to December thirteenth? If you had to like, if you had to choose one thing, what would you choose or or recommend to people? Any no. all of December from the second to the thirteenth. First of all, I think you have to do it like we talked about. It's a nice December ritual, <laughs> right? If if I'm always looking for something to listen to, um, I like to go back to things i've heard before or albums or whatever but like it's nice to wake up on whatever december 2nd and be like oh man i can listen to the philly show or whatever from 97 but um i don't think the timber into wolfman's uh from the nutter center gets enough love it's a great it's it's a you know it's kind of raw because they haven't played it for a thousand shows or whatever but that's really awesome on 12 11 97 they open the second set with drown and then twelve twelve ninety nine from Hartford, they open with Drown in a Prince Caspian, mm-hmm. and those that ninety nine Drown is amazing. That Prince Caspian will will heal your soul, and Jonathan will tell you that a hundred times. Um, but the Drown from twelve eleven ninety seven is goes into Roses Are Free, which is the first time they played it. And I mean that little, just that little history and all that stuff is great. But uh, you know, to trump everything, I think, is th- these old ghosts, these old 1.0 ghosts. I've talked about them nice. before. 
I love I love the intro. I love the chill lead in. You know what I mean? It's not the drop into the lyrics like it is now. Um, it's it's that chill little lead in that is a, a groove. I I kind of you know I was trying to I was trying to put words to it today, but um, it's not that Trey's a totally different player now. Uh, his tone is even kind of similar and. You know, you can listen to the 7698 Ghost and, and hear tone that you hear in December of 97. But there's just something about the band. You know what I mean? It's like he's starting to realize that that the other guys can lead or that he doesn't always have to be uh, the conductor or whatever. And it's really yeah. fun to listen to. And Mike Mike is like, I think he's perfecting himself in December 97. I think I, I, I just think he is. I mean... His sound is starting to be like robust and dominant, and it's it's as good as Mike had been up to that point, right? And and yep. the fact that we had to wait for a great quality tape, or, yeah. or we were hoping for a great <laughs> quality tape, so we could hear Mike just destroy a Makasupa or a uh, Weekapog or a, a Ghost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a contact, like oh man, like that—that's the stuff that we were living for back then. Yeah. God, what a simple time. Simpler time <laughs> in so many ways. I mean, we didn't even know what being adults meant. But, um, man. What about you, man? Like, what, what <laughs> no, would you that's, say about that's, those are all. Know. I can't argue with any of that. I mean, I guess the biggest thing for me is the, is well, everyone already knows the tweezer Isabella from the palace, you know, and that's just, it's so. The, not yep. as, not just the Isabella part, which comes out of a raging jam, in and in a beautiful tweezer, but it's just it's such a beautiful combination. Um, but it I would guess, be standalone without the Isabella. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's right? just yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like the Denver one from a couple weeks before, but yeah, um, just just beautiful. But the I guess like the something that people might not have paid as much attention to before was the from the night of the the fifth, like the the slave and the lizards from Cleveland that we've that we both were at, just this crazy type two kind of slave into the lizards, which um is rare and and interesting, and I think that um we should talk about the music we're gonna play because otherwise we're gonna talk about these shows for the next six Dude. hours. Let's give hold on. Let's give ninety nine a little bit of love. Yeah, um, <laughs> it started at uh, the Palace in Auburn mm-hmm. Hill of Auburn Hills. I was an undergrad Jewett, and then uh, what a, a another great show two thousand one Boogie On a Jabu Heavy Things. I love it. Um, went to that uh, Cincy show. That Cincy show twelve three ninety nine, four song or five song second set. Sand hadn't, you know, this is when Sand started to take over. And I think Sand can be a little bit of a benchmark because that's kind of like the slow, uh, let's see where we go jam, right? I mean, there isn't a lot of direction and there isn't a lot of, um, there's a lot of democracy, mm-hmm, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in, that, in that. And they open the second set with it. And that's one of the best second sets I've ever seen, the limb by limb. Obviously, I love it. So uh, good times. And, 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 and it ended, you know, after a wonderful run of shows. Um, it ended at big Cypress, um, after the, uh, another Hampton, a two night Hampton run. Big Cypress was three nights. Yeah. Three nights long. Um, and you know, people still talk about it, man. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, you know, you and I must miss big Cypress cause we're 
not real fish fans, but you know, Florida is so far away. Florida so far. is, yeah. I think it's like America's garbage can. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I, I guess I would like to think of fall '97 as simpler times. You know, like by '99 things were getting a little weird in a good way with fish, but like a little out of hand. I think the scene was getting a little intense. The band was probably like more complicated. Stuff was just like '97 was just probably the peak of like musical improv and what we appreciate before things got like crazy out of hand. Although I don't know exactly. Maybe that happened in maybe that was maybe it was already crazy in '97. I remember we went backstage in the Island Tour and it was like pretty yeah chill back there. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the improv improvisation was still good in 99 um there was a lot of outside influence right i yeah. think 97 I mean, still the, had a lot of just the four of them yeah practicing and having yeah. fun i you know i think yeah. december 99 is amazing i love the music i wouldn't take anything away from the music but i think you're right that it's more it's it's like it's it feels a little bit more um synthetic as opposed to organic or something i don't know <laughs> it's just but someone's gonna argue it's with like us. the drugs right and now we'll have to yeah and now we'll have to do it. We'll do an episode on December 99, but because um, everyone's going to be mad at us for saying that or mad at me, not mad at you because you didn't say anything. Shit. So, Brad, we talked about sharing the second set from 12.997, which is from the Bryce Jordan Center at Penn State University and State yeah. College. And I think, you know, it was a Tuesday night and I think it was after my last exam. And I got in a car with our friend Brian, who you mentioned, and our friend Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, in his yellow Land Rover, which didn't have a back seat, so yeah, we left Columbus in the afternoon later than we should have. Obviously, you I think to get from Columbus <laughs> to get from Columbus to State College, you go on a major highway seventy, right, for a while, and then around Pittsburgh, you like cut up. Yeah, um, you got to go up, right? And then at some point, you go into these like you know state routes that are like not that. Uh, easy to pass in the snow and it was snowing and we were like I just remember driving through these windy roads in the dark in the snow and it was like I mean we we were like we didn't know what the fuck was going on you know we we're like are we close are we not close the one of us was sitting in the back without a back seat I mean it was just <laughs> it was wild we we had plans to go there check into our hotel which was on Penn State's campus, and we were going to, like, hang out and, like, drink beers and whatever, and we ended up walking in late, and we walk in, and it's, like, just the beginning of the jam from Mike's, you know, which is the opener. Yeah. And someone near us was like, yeah, they just opened it. And it was, like, pretty – it was not It was not sold out. It was not – it might have been sold out, but it was not crowded where we were, and it was just – man, what a a smart smart slash stupid decision it was to go there. (laughs) <laughs> well you went with our friend chris who's i don't know if that's ever a good decision to travel with him but um yeah i remember thinking like oh man like gotta pack up and shit like that and um i wanted to go but it was also the weather thing and you know it it uh obviously i regret it but the second set is um it's funny that they've decided to release the sixth and the seventh but they left the second set. You know what I mean? Like this is this is great fish as well. And then, um, you know, I, well, let's let's talk more about the campus and like where the 
Bryce Jordan Center was and all that kind of stuff. Like, where'd you guys park? How was how was the was there a lot? You were late, you said. So yeah, we were late. I think we pa- we parked like right in the lot. So this is where um, Penn State plays basketball, and apparently it's like sixteen thousand capacity. So it was jeez, it's big. It was big. It definitely was not sold out. I mean, it was it, there weren't a ton of people there, and it's interesting because. In, in terms of the tour, it went from Dayton to here to Rochester. So maybe people just went straight to upstate New York because it is a little bit out of the way. But um, yeah, and the, the Rochester and Albany shows were sort of like three shows in a row that you could hit. But anyway, the, but also Dayton was like way south because you could come mm-hmm. you come out of Detroit right and yep. just kind of go around Lake Erie and take eighty ninety there. Um, yeah, it's to, a good point. You know, so I, I think that makes sense for the Sunday thing that, you know, people yeah. miss that. Anyway. That's a good call. And apparently the Bryce Jordan Center was open just one year before in 96. Um, Sweet. Before we were there. So I think we, Jerry, we should. Jerry Sandusky stayed uh, uh, <laughs> fucking statue outside. <laughs> <laughs> one interesting thing, Brad, I have to say is that. It opened in January of 96. Fish played there in fall 96, one year before um, 97, according to the <laughs> calendar. Good, nice. Good good, good math. <laughs> so they played there the first year it opened, and then the second year it opened, and then never again. So um, yeah. anyway, <laughs> no no lot, no anything. Probably bought a beer when I got in there. Actually, probably not because I wasn't old enough. Because <laughs> you were 18. <laughs> so I guess I got drugs and went inside. But um, man crazy shit we're gonna we're gonna play the second set which nice there's there's a lot of not there's a lot of like shenanigans at the end and a lot of jamming in the Mm -hmm. beginning um we were talking before this and with with jonathan um about the fact that there was a timber this second set and there was a timber the night or the show before at Dayton. it doesn't happen right i mean i don't think so you know i would love if people if someone can tell us when how often there's been the same song played two shows in a row in the second there's, set like that even to make it more specific yeah that's true yeah yeah you know? i mean have they played the same song two shows in a row a lot i mean it's so say post 95 right i don't think probably, so probably pre-93 they did but mm-hmm. um you know what else someone um, needs to do do a fucking algorithm or some shit yeah you know fuck, figure, yeah, fucking figure make that, a spreadsheet and shit yeah figure that shit out um what I, the thing I'll talk about is set one from the show. There's a chalk dust in this in the second slot after the Mike song, which um, Jonathan said they clearly ripcorded and went into chalk dust. Um, but <laughs> I think I've talked about this before. But chalk dust is like it's such a weird anomaly in that it can be a six minute, eight minute song, and it can also be like thirty minute jam that we've heard at Dicks. Um, it's awesome. It's it's this is a great chalk dust out of that Mike song. I don't know. It's probably eight or nine minutes long, uh, and it's great. There's a nice peak. There's a nice little jam. Yeah, I wouldn't call it type two, but it's nice, and it can go anywhere. It's a fucking amazing song. So listen to this first set after you stop listening to our podcast. Yeah, I, I think I would just say that according to Fish.net, it's like a three point nine out of five, and I think that's um, low, and I think people should go oh, back yeah. and listen to the whole show um how many do we know how many december shows are like in the top 10 can you like pull up the top 10 yeah. rated shows mm-hmm. do that quick okay 
Five. That's pretty good. One in ninety nine, one in ninety five, one in ninety three, and two in ninety seven. Twelve thirty. Twelve twenty nine ninety three. Um, no, twelve thirty one. What? Yeah, with, with the Reba and the and the yeah. Jam, and then yeah. twelve thirty and and the Palace from ninety seven. I have to say, huh? That's pretty good though. It's still five out of ten, right? Yeah, it's um, one twelfth of the year. It's what I've figured out myself. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. This might be because twelve seven ninety seven show is like probably number twenty five or so top rated, um, below twelve twenty nine ninety seven in terms of ninety seven below twelve twenty nine eleven twenty two from Hampton, and that might be it. There's not a ton of ninety seven in the top, and there's an Amsterdam show from the the first one, the first uh, Europe tour, and then of course the eleven seventeen Denver show. So you know maybe Denver maybe Dayton's a tiny bit um, under underrated, but you know. So Palace Palace is number nine. Mm-hmm. McNichols is eight. Mm-hmm. MSG twelve thirty is seven, right? Yep. Um, twelve twenty eight oh three is six. I like that show a lot. Two twenty eight oh three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Twelve. <laughs> Everything's December. Everything's December now. Yeah. Um, so, but three out of four of the top, the top four are December shows. Yeah. I Big know, Cypress but... is, is the top rated show ever. Mm-hmm. Four three ninety eight number two twelve thirty one ninety five is three, and Worcester twelve thirty one ninety three is is number four. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting cool. list. I think that. Um, Many of the December '97 shows should be higher on the list. I guess that's my main point of this whole podcast. So yeah, there we go. I mean, if you needed to start like a like a NGO or like a Kickstarter, like that would be the you know what I mean. That would be a free <coughs> yeah. free December '97. Um, <laughs> all right, Brad, let's let these people listen to the music for once. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> um, so Brad and I really appreciate you guys listening and we think that December 97 had some great shows and we were sad that we um, were not joined by Jonathan tonight, but yeah. hopefully he'll send us beer that he made. Oh man. You better. I'm into that. Yeah. Shit. So I'm into fish. I'm into fish in December <laughs> and um, I hope you guys like, like this, like this set. <laughs> All right. We're, um, you can find us on the internets at hfpod.com, and you can um, tweet at us or send us a Facebook message or email us. You can do whatever. Um, we just we want to hear from you, so reach out and um, touch someone. So we're going to get into the music now. We're going to play you 12.997 set two, and um, everyone should listen to every set of December 97 um, in the meantime, yeah. or after, after, but after this, obviously. <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> after this, I mean. Before we start it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good uh, have a good mid-December. We'll see you back here before New Year's. Keep on rocking. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
I've been told what you expected. I've been getting out of sand down the cold, grand steps. And you could have turned them on those I can find in it.
Thank you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 